Good morning. It's Monday the 5th of October and it's World Teachers Day. World Teachers Day represents a significant effort to raise awareness, understanding and appreciation for the vital contribution that teachers make to education and development across the globe. And we are very, very excited to have two guests with us today from Rio Lima. We have Pia Myberg and Patrick Lees. Patrick is the founding executive committee member and trustee of Rio Lima and is a passionate educator with 25 years experience as a teacher. He served as headmaster of our founding partner school, St. John's Prep, for 10 years and is currently executive headmaster of Pridwin Preparatory School. Patrick has a heartfelt desire to develop teachers in the holistic interests of children. He's excited about transformation and 21st century education and its relevance to the South African context. With him is Pia Myberg, who's Director and Executive Committee Member and Trustee at Rio Lima, and she started working life in a somewhat different world of journalism and at the Financial Mail. She became a stockbroker in 1988, trading derivatives for 10 years, during which time she owned her own stockbroking business. She has completed a master's degree in creative writing and published several short stories in South Africa and the USA. After heading up Corporate Sustainability at Liberty and APSA Capital, she joined Patrick in 2013 to help him design, launch and implement Real Lima strategy. Hello, Pierre and Patrick. It's such a pleasure to have you here. Listen to my alliteration. <laughs> Lovely to be here. Thank you. Thank you, Karen. So, Real Lima, I think, Patrick, for you, it was a passion project. There's that alliteration again. I've got to get away from the piece. Um, and it's, it's something that you really believe in in terms of, of education, holistic education, and the future of education in South Africa. Why Real Lima? Well, um, Real Lima is actually the Sasutu word which um, means to grow um, um, or to, to develop. And, and that is what we are trying to do is to develop teachers. Um, there is such a, um, a desperate need for teachers in the country. And in, in 2013, um, I, was a, I was the headmaster of St. John's Prep, um, and um, we were partnered with a school that we, uh, we founded um, few, over 20 years ago now called Masambani College in Orange Farm. And they were, they had been going for 12 years, or, um, and they were about to go into their last, or have their first matric class. Um, and the headmaster at the time, Peter Stan, and I were chatting, and he was saying, you know, he's so proud of his new matriculants, um, they're going to do so well, but what then? And at the, same at the same time, I was thinking, well, how can we find and develop teachers, and particularly black teachers? Um, and, and we there and then said, well, let's start an intern program. And I then, shortly after that, got Pierre on board with us, um, and she's been with us ever since. Um, and that first year, we, we developed and trained um, the matriculants of that class, and, and we raised enough money to, to have four interns on that program in 2014. And since then, we've we've really just grown exponentially, and um, you know we have, um, you know, over twenty graduates now. Um, we have um, 30, 35 on the program at the moment, um, who all are at um, what we call partner schools, which are, are wonderful schools, um, mainly in Johannesburg, but but we also have um, um, them in other provinces, um, and they study a BA degree. Um, and uh, those schools for four years 
And while they're doing that, really learning in no better way than you can by teaching in the classroom. In the classroom. Mm -hmm. um, and it's it's been a wonderful, wonderful lesson for them. They have they have mentors, um, both um, their their mentor um, at their school, which we call a workplace mentor. They have a um, a goodwill mentor, which is generally a member of their community, um, and and it's it's really worked well and. You know, we, we are we're an amazing, um, I think, amazing program now that's really making a, a huge impact, I think, on the lives of people, but hopefully also for the education of this country. The thing that seems to set your Lima apart is that, you know, we talk about there being NESFAS bursaries, there's money being sort of thrown into education without any real support. So it seems that the mentorship component of what you do is really what sets it apart from just a financial, I'm not saying just because financial is important, but there's so much more to invest in, in young people's education than just money. Can you just explain to us how that came about and how that system works? Yeah, um, look, we, we decided um, from the get-go that um, for us it's not a numbers game really. We don't measure our impact on uh, horizontally on how many bursaries we can offer. We measure our impact on the real personal impact we can have on an uh, on individual, and specifically to teach individuals the importance of accountability um, and to take ownership and responsibility for their own lives, and then obviously also a, a passion for teaching. Um, and th that's why we started the program with we introduced Realima to a matric class. We, we source our interns from, from a closed pool of schools or feeder schools and programs. And with an odd sort of external, um, if people come to us via the website, then we will look at that as well. But the point of that is that we start giving them life skill support during matric to close the gap between matric and tertiary already. It also gives us a chance to get to know the candidates because your output is only as good as the the ingredients you put in, right? Um, and then once they get off, so we offer them life skill um, lessons uh, during their matric year. They come and job shadow some teachers. We do aptitude tests and do a whole um, variety of interactions with them. We then, uh, after interview process and so on, offer them bursaries. And the bursaries, as you say, includes the university fees and books and so on. Importantly, they then are placed at the partner schools where they work full time. And Patrick will touch on that just now. But they work full-time there as teachers. They are expected to arrive at schools when the teachers arrive and they expect to leave after extramural. So they're involved in the sports field in all aspects of the school. Then they study the BA distance. So it's a tough program, right? Um, but with that comes the mentoring. Um, it's my colleague Susan Cross and myself mentor them constantly on WhatsApp, in person, if they really need help, we do what we call walking mentoring. We tell them to put on their tackies and meet us outside the school gate and walk with them for half an hour walk and talk. Because that's what I do with my own children. Right. Um, we also have a counsellor available to them free of charge. We have an academic tutor who teaches them in English um, and she picks up on issues as well. We have, uh, yeah, the, the teachers at the schools, of course, are incredibly involved. And then the Goodwill mentors, who basically is an aunt or uncle away from home, mm -hmm. who can extend their horizons, pick up on issues that they don't want to s discuss with us. Mm -hmm. Have I missed anything, Patrick? Is that pretty much it? We, oh, and we do monthly get-togethers also where they come because we want to create a collegial family um, community so they get together as one get to this now obviously uh, we did it via zoom during um, mm. lockdown but they get together and we do some life skills uh, financial management workshops 
uh, workplace etiquette, uh, how to manage your social media accounts, you know, those kind of things. And then have coffee or tea and chat and we've taken them to Constitution Hill and so on. So we do a lot of interaction with them to find out, to get to know the individual. And that stretches into we've given people legal advice. We've given them medical support. They, yeah, yeah, I can rattle on. I can rattle on and on. <laughs> I think um, some things that you touched on would be so important for all students, not just Rio Lima students. So you, you spoke about um, financial skills and and um, social media skills. If, if only um, all children in university had, had, had those options because they're so very, very important. So your program is very holistic. And I don't think it would be possible without your partners. Um, so you spoke earlier, Patrick, about your partner schools. What is their role in all of this? So um, I, it's a very, very important role. Um, you know, I, I mean, uh, when I when I studied um, education, um, I did a one-year postgrad, and really only started to learn to teach once I started mm-hmm. teaching in a school, um, and and that was many years ago. But um, you know, these these um, young men and women are are getting the best training possible. They're obviously getting the theoretical training through the universities. But there's no better place to learn than in the classroom. And also to learn from an experienced teacher, um, you know, that, that, that are in, in those partner schools. But I, I think key for me, and, and such an important part of this program is, is not just the benefit for the interns. It's the benefit for the partner schools and in particular for those, those mentor teachers. Um, and it has to be a mutual benefit. Mm. And... And, and, I, and, you know, when we started this um, initially eight years ago, it took a little bit of time for us to change our mindsets mm. um, and for the teacher in the classroom to understand that um, this is not just a helper in your classroom. They actually have a, I, I believe, a South African duty to develop the intern teacher in their classroom. And, and, and I think that is, is so important. And for them to learn from the intern as much as the intern is learning from the teacher. And to have that partnership, I think, is very powerful. Not just with the fact that you have basically two teachers in the classroom all the time. Um, you, you are both developing, so it, it's really good. Well, I think for me, though, it, what I've seen with Rio Lima is that the idea of developing social capital is absolutely central because... I think, you know, us coming from a privileged background, various levels of privilege, you know, access to education, finances, etc. What people seem to not understand is that social capital is actually currency. And it's the ability to open doors, it's the ability to get into certain positions. And not that it's nepotistic, but that it is a level at which if you build a social capital, that does hold you in good stead for a future career. Absolutely. And, and I think... Um in in line with that, it takes, because we take the interns at a young age, to build that true social capital, it's time. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we, I think Patrick will agree that the interns, because we spend four, four years with them, by and large, there are a few who come in midway through their BA, but by and large, we spend four years with them. During that four years, you see a, the development of a student from being 17 or 18 years old to an, a young adult. And as we, any, anyone who has a child knows, that's where incredible growth happens and not always easy growth for the intern or for, for the program or for the partner school. 
But through that, uh, I always feel when I mentor interns, I learn more from the intern than the intern learns from me. Um, <laughs> so, and to get back to the, um, what do you call it, the social capital. Yeah, it's that deep impact of change that you, of professional behavior that you instill, of accountability, responsibility, that they then can also go and teach their students one day, their colleagues, instill it in their mm -hmm. own um, lives, in their own. Do yeah. you, sorry, Patrick, do you find that most of your um, student teachers, once they've graduated, end up in the private school sector or the public school sector? Yeah, it's quite interesting. Um, we, our, our initial vision was for, for um, well, it is still our vision, but but we expected um, our interns to qualify and then go back into their own communities. Um, and and that has happened, but it hasn't been the most um, common common uh, sort of route to take. And, and really that is because um, to start off, most of our partner schools were independent schools. And so they got the feel of an independent environment and obviously enjoyed it, and um, other independent schools have, their, have then um, appointed them as teachers. However, we are now expanding out very much um, into, the, into the public <coughs> schools, which, which um, I think is, is fantastic, and, we, and we've got into public schools as partner schools, um, and, and, and now they're starting to go into, their, into, their, mm. into the public schools. Um, it's quite interesting that some, quite a few of the interns have expressed their interest to make a difference in their own communities, but not right now, mm -hmm. wanting to gain more experience and work themselves up to, to more of a, a managerial position and then mm -hmm. wanting to go back. Mm -hmm. And I think the, the one thing I know, I mean, my wife's a teacher and she teaches close to you at Bella Vista, so you know, I hear all about the teaching environment on a daily basis. And the one thing that, that I'm so interested in around your development of social capital is teachers aren't just teachers. Teachers are, are people in children's lives that you can either hate and want to string up, and I'm sure they want to string the children up as well, but at the same time, they're also the people who, they're almost godlike, where young people look up to them for everything, and it's in all the tacit teaching, things like punctuality, accountability, the fact that you're present, you're prepared, etc., that the, the idea of somebody to look up to for almost all the tacit learning is what is embedded in a teacher. Is that what you model in the mentoring program? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the, um, the as I said, there, 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 there's sort of two parts to the mentoring program where you, you've got the, the, uh, the, the teaching side to it, where we have our, our um, workplace mentor, as we call it, which is a teacher, which is either in their department, a teacher that they are in, in, in class with, um, but, uh, but someone who's very close in, in their work environment and that as far as the sort of the, 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 the punctuality, the preparations, all of that sort of um, um, uh, skills that you need as a teacher comes from them. But, but having said that, as important is the, the goodwill mentor, which is your mom, dad, aunt, uncle away <laughs> from home, who are there for the life skills that they need to learn. Um, you know, and sometimes... You know, I've had many of the interns in my uh, in my schools where where they've had some so they had difficult issues that they've had to deal with that they can't necessarily come to me with because I'm their boss, um, and they need someone to to understand. These are 18, 19 year olds who who really just out of school. They're young, and um, you know they make mistakes, um, and they need support to to help with. So 
So the sort of the goodwill mentor as well as the workplace mentor are as important and I think provide a really good balance um, as a support base. And if I can jump in there uh, to give you an example uh, or two examples, the good we, we set up the goodwill mentors and introduce them, but then leave it up to them to create a relationship that suits the two parties. And for instance, one goodwill mentor has taken her intern to yoga lessons. Another goodwill mentor um, does a lot of work in mindfulness and breath work, and she's taught her intern mindfulness, taken her on courses for mindfulness and breath work. And in fact, that intern has just been employed full time at one of uh, at at a school she's just graduated, been employed already for next year. And one of the main points that that school liked about her was the fact that because they are wanting to implement breath breath breath, uh, what did I call it? Breath work, breath work <laughs> in their school and this intern can, can teach it. So that shows the facets that, and, and then yet another mentor took her intern to a Melinda Gates talk. So it is whatever the mentor wants to do um, with them. But beyond that, because that is almost, um, uh, beyond that it is the behavior that we install over four years. So every email we insist must be dear peer kind regards if we send an email you answer within 24 hours if you haven't peer will be on top of you you know <laughs> um so there is that kind of behavior you will be arrive on time if you don't send a excuse and yes it takes i know from my own children it takes years and years and years to instill that behavior but you get there and then it's pure joy <laughs> but it's, it's workplace readiness and yeah. you know I was invited to lecture some students I won't name the university because they didn't invite me back um, and I, I just said to them you're not work you're not you're not work fit I said I wouldn't employ any of you because you're all schlomping and you're on your phones and, and you're not engaged mm. you cannot go into the workplace and behave like that mm. and I think it's something that is so fundamentally missing is mm. is is that be on time give people a name you can't shake hands now, obviously. We have got to yeah. tap elbows. But but all of those those key things that really set you apart from other yeah. graduates. Mm. And, 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 you know, I think this program is tough because these, these um, interns are studying full-time, mm. plus they're working full-time. Mm. You know, so, so they... And they're young. Um, and so it's, it's a real big responsibility they have. But they, they do it. Mm. Um, they really do. And I think they come out far more re resilient, mature, and, and, and ready to take on, 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 on the workplace. And, you know, our success rate has been, well, we've, every single one of our graduates has got a really good job and, and, and are doing really well in, in great schools. And they're awesome time managers. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine they get that from you. Yes, yes. <laughs> now, the, the one thing I know about teaching is that it is a relational profession. So it's, it's not something where you can't bring of yourself into into the work. So that you've got the love of the subject matter that you're teaching, but then there's, I mean, those people who love children might not want to teach because you might not come out loving them by the end of it, you know, <laughs> certainly certain of the children. But there, there's an idea that, that teaching gives people meaning and that they impart that meaning to the young people that they teach. It's not just a job. How do you manage the, the stress that comes with that level of personal investment in a career? Yeah, well, I think maybe, Luke, if I could just, just before I, mm -hmm. I, I answer that, is, is to say that when we do our selection process, it's a very thorough selection process. So, you know, we do get, we get hundreds of applicants, um, but a lot of them are just because it can be seen as a lifeline. Right. And they're not necessarily 
uh, born teachers or really want to be teachers. I mean, we get incredibly, um, you know, uh, talented um, kids who apply who actually should become accountants or should mm -hmm. be going into law or, you know, engineering. Um, but but, uh, but are, are applying just in case they can't mm -hmm. go into those. Um, and we're very well aware of that. And so we, 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 we make sure that through aptitude tests, through really getting to know the applicants over a year's period in the matric year, um, we know that we are getting candidates who want to teach mm -hmm. and who will be good teachers. Um, and then, and then from in that four-year period of their training, um, I think the the real the one of the one of the hardest um, things in that training is is the relationship mm -hmm. side. Um, you know, often they come in and they're too close to the children in in a in a sort of buddy buddy type mm -hmm. way, um, and there's no line between the teacher and the child. So so we need to work through that. Um, and yes, I mean even right to this day, I. There are children that you know will break my heart, and um, and 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 it's very difficult to manage. But I think, you know, if you really are um, that that relational teacher, um, you you will understand that you'll work through it. Um, and obviously, the the more you um, experience it, and the more training you have, the better you get at it. Um, and so I think it's just very much part of the training po process. And Again, that's where that partner school is so important, where they're learning that in those four years, rather than only learning it when they start to actually teach. Yeah, and, and, and I think it's important to note that what we are really essentially doing is unlocking potential. Mm -hmm. The potential is there in the intern already, you know, or in the candidate who applies. And, and where we have strong partnerships with our partner schools, that's where the unlocking really happens, where we work together us, the interns, the partner schools, Realima, the donors, where everyone faces the same direction with the same outcome of wanting to grow passionate and professional teachers for South Africa. That's when it happens, where we, where we leave our own agendas and our own egos behind, where that is the only outcome, that's the desired outcome, and that's where the magic happens. And I suppose that then in turn inspires the learners because the learners then in turn have somebody to look up to as an adult model who is able to unlock their potential. Yeah, and when there are challenges, which there are always, right, with individual interns or at the partner schools or with fundraising, where there are always challenges. But if the partner school and Realima, and we do work very closely together, where we see the, cha uh, the challenge as an opportunity through which the intern can grow, and as I say to the interns, if you've come through personal challenges, you will be the better mentor. You will be the better teacher because you've learned. If it comes easy, you're not learning anything. So that is for us the, the beauty of it, is to unlock that potential. So just as we close off, because it's such a fascinating discussion, and um, I really wish that there were programs like this for all spheres, not just teaching, because the mentorship aspect is so important and looking at each young person holistically in terms of your graduates, how, do do they come back and, and inspire? Would, would they be part of a mentorship program? Do they come back and inspire your your current um, students? Yeah, we have actually invited them back and they um, uh, to come and speak. At we wanted to do that this year, um, and then COVID happened. But to come and speak at the the um, the monthly meetings. They are in touch with, um, because they come from the same school environment, so they are in touch with, they know each other from their own school environments. 
Um, and they do also in the schools where we have at some of our partner schools, we also have interns who are now graduated and working there as full-time teachers. So they then start playing a role in that uh, mentoring of the, of the interns as well. And our alumni program is called Realumni. Oh, I love that. Re-alumni. That's so clever. Clearly, you've got very clever marketing people on your team. <laughs> so, so what we know in closing is that teaching is an extremely stressful profession. And I think particularly at the moment, I think the constantly shifting sands of education, COVID has created issues, changing discipline structures. I mean, it's just a, it's a constantly sort of morphing world. What would you like to tell young people about why you should teach? Well, I, I think for me, um, and, and, and what I see through these interns is that, first of all, you're not going to be rich with money. Um, and don't, don't you ever think, you, think, think of it that way. However, you're going to be far richer with reward, and your heart will be full. But don't go into teaching for anything else unless you want that. Um, because um, the, the reward you get from de developing children is is quite incredible, um, and 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 it fills your life. Um, and I think um, you, Karen, you talked about uh, you, you wish there were programs or some other sort of fields. And um, why I think for for me, programs like this in the education field are even more impactful, if I can use that word, is that teachers are. Are creating those lawyers and doctors and, Indeed. and entrepreneurs um, and so it starts with the teachers um, and and so I think the social impact is probably the greatest for teachers so whatever you are today you can thank a teacher absolutely mm. Pierre in closing would you like to give us a parting message gosh <laughs> um, for me personally, being involved in this program has been, has really helped me be, to be the best person that I can be. And that is just because I have learned there is nothing much more to life than to learn through people and to impart your own learning to people for as much as you each other are able and willing to learn from each other. And there is nothing better than, I mean, if you are a parent, you've seen your own children grow and your own children develop. And to develop young people, and that gets back to being a teacher. So in a way, I guess, uh, I, I'm a very unqualified teacher. <laughs> but yeah, to just develop young people into people who are sustainable and who can have sustainable careers where they in turn have an impact on someone else is a huge privilege. P and Patrick, thank you so much for your time today. To all teachers out there, a massive thank you. It's been a tremendously challenging year. But I respect you and I'm grateful to you. And for all the teachers I had and who taught my children, thank you very much. And from me too. I had teachers who are loved and teachers that I wouldn't use the word love with. So <laughs> what we must recognize, if we are people in the lives of children, we come with great power. And as Spider-Man was told by his uh, grandfather with great power comes great responsibility and if you choose to work with children recognize that you're walking on holy ground tread carefully because you will make a difference just be aware what difference that will be we're then likely to invite you to our next podcast which is on world mental health day on saturday the 10th of october we're in conversation with dr ranelle price Hughes from torah 
and please subscribe today so that you won't miss a conversation. Thank you very much to our two guests and chat soon.